Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Spooky Girls, the podcast where we explore all sorts of real-life paranormal and creepy occurrences, from ghost sightings and hauntings, to reported alien and cryptid encounters, myths, folklore, legends and more. Every week we cover a different true spooky story. We're your hosts, I'm Katrina. And I am Jasmine. Hello, Hello. Jasmine. How are you? Hello, my dear. I'm very well, thank you. I'm tired, but in a good way. Yay. Yes, yes. Because I actually did exercise today for the first time since probably June last year. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to, I did, I went bouldering with my friend. And the thing is, I, I told her, I was like, yeah, yeah, I used to do climbing loads. But when I said I used to do climbing, I meant that I used to do like proper like wall climbing, indoor wall climbing, mm. but with one friend of mine and we would both just like basically winch each other to the top, which you're not meant to do. And then we'd, we'd just jump around and scream for hours. So that was my rock climbing. So I was not prepared, shall we say, for um, quote unquote real rock climbing, which was uh, painful, oh. very, very painful. Um, and very little winching of your friends, um, which was very, very sad. But yes, other than that, I'm very well. How are Yay. you doing? I am fine. I am very tired. Aww. Yes, but you had a bit of a nap, so at least... I did just have a have bit of a nap. just Thank rolled you out much. of a, a group chat with... Not group chat, sorry. A lecture. Yeah, no, I haven't. That's good. Yeah, we're recording this That's a bit good. later on in the day, so I managed to have yeah. a little nip. So, Katrina, uh, what is today's story? Well... Today's story is actually only something that I heard about uh, two days ago. Oh. I just happened to stumble on an article about it. And then I thought, this is really creepy. So (laughs) let's do it. What's it called? It is some entities known as the Dark Watchers. Ooh. Mm -hmm. My sources for this were... Wikipedia, LiveScience.com, SFGate.com, DarkWatchersBook.com, MCCAgora.com, and WeirdUS.com. The rugged mountain range of Santa Lucia, located in coastal central California in the counties of Monterey and San Luis Obispo, is the supposed domain of a group of unsettling mysterious entities known as the Dark Watchers. Having been witnessed by hikers along the mountain range for centuries, particularly around the hours of twilight and dawn, the Dark Watchers are massive, featureless, dark figures, frequently over ten foot tall, who silently watch travellers from afar. They are also often said to be adorned with wide-brimmed hats, cloaks, and walking sticks. Nobody knows what they are, where they come from, or why they dwell in the dark recesses of Santa Lucia's mountainous ridges, peaks, and forests. The beings are seemingly indifferent to humans, having never shown any inclination to interact with them, only ever observing travellers from a distance. Indeed, according to local folklore, if anyone attempts to approach a watcher, the entity will quickly disappear, 
and as such, no one has ever reported viewing one up close. I was going to say, it's sounding a lot just like like an old lesbian commune. <laughs> Wearing fedoras, holding canes and having absolutely no interest in you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> While the legend of the Dark Watchers is frequently attributed to the Shumash people, who are native to the central and southern coastal regions of California, this has been refuted by a number of sources. Instead, the legend likely originated with early Spanish settlers who came to the area in the late 1700s, as they were the first known people to have reported witnessing the creatures, which they dubbed Los Vigilantes Oscuros, which translates as the Dark Watchers. Later, as Anglo-American settlers began moving into the region, they allegedly reported feeling as though they were being watched by a sinister force looming over them from the mountains above. Stories of these elusive entities have persisted and been passed down for generations among the locals who reside nearby, particularly in the area known as Big Sur, a popular tourist destination where most of the mountain range is located. The Dark Watchers have become a part of the rich local folklore of California, and have been immortalised within the works of two of the area's greatest literary figures, poet Robinson Jeffers and Nobel Prize winning author John Steinbeck. Robinson Jeffers was the first to mention the Watchers in his 1937 poem Such Counsels You Gave to Me, part of which goes... He thought it might be one of the Watchers, who are often seen in this length of coast range. Forms that look human to human eyes, but are certainly not human. They come from behind ridges and watch. The next year, John Steinbeck briefly mentioned the entities in his short story Flight. In it, the main character, a teenaged American-Mexican boy named Pepe, is forced to flee into the mountains after killing a man, and while he is there, he sees a black figure leering down at him from a nearby ridgetop. But as Steinbeck writes, he looked quickly away, for it was one of the Dark Watchers. No one knows who the Watchers were, nor where they lived, but it was better to ignore them and never to show interest in them. Born and raised in Salinas, the most popular city in Monterey County, California. John Steinbeck was greatly influenced by the legend of the Dark Watchers, and particularly the stories about them that his mother told him while growing up. Steinbeck's mother, Olive Hamilton, was a schoolteacher, and by all accounts not an irrational or superstitious woman at all, but she firmly believed in the Dark Watchers even to the point where she would bring gifts or offerings to them. She told her children and grandchildren all about how she left fruit or nuts for the entities on her way to school in Big Sur, and on the way back home there would always be flowers in their place for her. Belief in the Dark Watchers was a sort of family fixation, and Johnson Thomas even co-authored a book with the artist Benjamin Broad in 2014, titled 
In Search of the Dark Watchers, Landscapes and Lore of Big Sur. In this book, they go into the history of the legend of the Watchers and interview locals who have witnessed them, including notable Big Sur personalities, such as Billy Post, the resident sage of the Post Ranch Inn. Thomas himself claimed to have seen the Dark Watchers during his childhood, and his tales of the entities were so compelling that when Brode first heard them, he went to the mountains in an attempt to capture some of their mystery on canvas. Of course, in order to ensure his success, he brought along a basket of food as an offering to the Watchers, and the series of incredible paintings he created were eventually featured in his and Thomas's book. One of the most recent reported sightings was that of a local man, a retired high school principal, who was hiking in the Santa Lucia Mountains when he suddenly saw a large, dark figure standing on a distant outcrop of rock, watching him. Momentarily looking away, the startled man called out to his fellow hikers, but when he looked again, the figure had vanished. There have been a number of debates as to what the Dark Watchers actually are, whether they are some sort of cryptid, mystical ancient being, or even aliens sent here to observe us. There are those who have noted that the Watchers bear many similarities to shadow people, other paranormal entities which are featureless, humanoid black masses, most frequently glimpsed out the corner of the eye. However, although they are definitely similar, shadow people are often attributed to paranormal occurrences more commonly experienced within a particular area or property, usually related to a haunting or sleep paralysis. Although there is no clear consensus on what the Watchers actually are, there have also been reported sightings of similar-looking figures across other mountainous regions of the world, including the Alps, the Andes, and Australia's Great Dividing Ridge, leading many to believe that these entities are all the same type of creature. There are, unfortunately, far more mundane potential explanations for the Dark Watchers, most of which are psychological in nature, including optical illusions, hallucinations brought on by exhaustion and isolation, and misinterpretation of natural phenomena. One of the most plausible explanations is simply pareidolia, the psychological phenomenon that is caused when our pattern-seeking brains perceive familiar objects or meanings within random images or other stimulus, even when there isn't actually anything there. You mean like when people see the face of Jesus in a piece of toast? Yes. In this case, the ordinary shadows cast by trees, rocks or mist on the mountain may be interpreted by the viewer's brain as a tall, dark, cloaked humanoid figure. This theory is further supported by the fact that the Watchers have most frequently been observed around the hours of dawn and twilight, where long shadows would be cast along the mountain. Another potential explanation for the many reported sightings of the Dark Watchers 
is that they are caused by the physical and psychological effects of infrasound. Ooh. Infrasound is a low-frequency sound below the audible range for humans, and although it cannot be perceived without specialist equipment, it can have a variety of very nasty side effects on anyone exposed to it. These include feelings of paranoia, anxiety, panic and insomnia, and if a person is close enough to the origin point of the infrasound, it can even result in visual hallucinations as it causes the eyes to vibrate. (laughs) That sounds horrible. As such, there are psychologists who believe that the odd sensations that people attribute to supernatural phenomenon such as ghosts may actually be caused by infrasound. It is commonly generated by wind and ocean waves, and as all parts of the Santa Lucia mountain range are less than 11 miles from the coast, with most of it much closer, it is possible that both of these things may cause a high level of infrasound in the area. Perhaps the most popular explanation for the Dark Watchers is an optical illusion known as the Brocken Spectre, which is named after the Brocken, the highest peak of the Haas mountain range in Germany, where, just the same as with Santa Lucia, people have reported seeing distant, shadowy figures for centuries. It can occur under certain atmospheric conditions and happens when shadows, like those belonging to the hiker themselves, are cast onto the low clouds or misty peaks of the mountain, and if the sun is behind the observer, then the shadow interacts with the mist to create the illusion of a large, menacing, shadowy humanoid figure in the distance. This figure may also seem to suddenly disappear, as the mist shifts or breaks apart in the breeze. This, much the same way as the pareidolia, is further backed by the fact that sightings of the watchers generally occur at the times of day when the rising or setting sun could potentially be in just the right position for this illusion to occur. However, it is possible to argue that the Brocken Spectre does not necessarily account for the majority of supposed sightings of the Dark Watchers, as the optical illusion it causes is usually surrounded by a halo-like ring of coloured light, something which doesn't seem to be mentioned in any reported encounter. So, are the legendary Dark Watchers something paranormal in nature? Or are they merely figures conjured up by our own fearful, paranoid minds? No matter your own belief, the Watchers remain a very real entity in the stories that have been passed down for generations among the local people. And, as it's better to be safe than sorry, you might just consider bringing along an offering or gift if you ever decide to visit the Santa Lucia Mountains. After all, you never really know who, or indeed, what, is watching. Oh, that was horrible. What a great ending. Thank you. That's terrifying shit. It was such a... I've never heard of them, but they sound familiar. But I think it's because they do sound like 
something that was in Supernatural a few times. Yeah, um, probably. Also, I was going to say, I was going to say, so you said that people leave offerings for them, mm-hmm. but you didn't say if they've ever actually done anything to harm anyone. So no. it's just in case? Yeah, it's just like, yeah, an offering of just to make sure they don't attack you. Just to get on their good if side, If they've been I there suppose. for years and years, if they've been there for years and years and years, and they haven't done anything, and all they want to do is look, I'm not scared of that. Fucking look away. I'm not doing anything interesting. But they could be some sort of ancient deity that lives in the mountains, so... So what? They can keep looking if they want to look. It's always good to make friends. I don't want to make friends. I have enough fucking friends. They can get stuffed. <laughs> what, what else did I write? I said, oh yeah, I said, I would just stare back. So at one point you said, <laughs> you said you that like, <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, you said that they just like look at you and watch. Well, I would be that, that bitch who's like, huh? Okay, we'll have a staring contest. <laughs> and I would just stand there and just glare at them for hours on end. And if it really did turn out to be just like a shadow, I would find out because I'd still be standing there by the time the sun rose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else did I write? Um, sh- watches could be shadows of the hikers. You see, I wrote it. Yeah. I already told you about my lesbian commune theory. Because um, <coughs> then in that case, you should definitely be leaving them presents. They, mm. Although really, if it's a lesbian commune in, in the mountains, they really do not want to be bothered. No. So like do not do not interact <laughs> they're trying to live out their fedora dreams in peace um and then oh yeah so this reminds me of the game that i'm currently playing with fabulous andrew phasmophobia because <laughs> all i've been doing this week is googling researching this game planning our next hunt and for those of you that don't know phasmophobia is a ghost hunting game um and you track down a ghost in a house and you have all these tools which you use to find it and as you were speaking i was like i was like oh well you could just use a bit of emf on there maybe some salt maybe maybe get the parabolic mic out like you can there's there's ways to catch these bitches (laughs) and now we know how so Mm. yeah um if anyone wants to come for a real life ghost hunt let me know awesome let's go find us some fedora wearing ghosts i must admit that i am inclined to believe that it is the Brock and Spectre. Because they are, they do look really creepy, some of them. They do, but they look, those look like, but those look more like they're just all over the sky as opposed to like hiding in the bushes. That's my only thing. Mm. Is that the Brock and Spectre like um, images look as if they are being projected into the sky. Yeah, they Not do. Really like well, like the in the distance, like massive people in the distance, I suppose. But um, but yeah, they do have, in the vast majority of cases, that sort of like rainbow halo, mm. which is never mentioned in any of these cases. Yes, I guess people were a bit too taken aback by the uh, the giant giant shadow to really pay much attention <laughs> to what his head was wearing. Um, I mean, honestly. I would, I think, or, uh, what I think actually is that it sounds like a lot of this is word of mouth, hearsay, and sort of ghost stories that we tell our children. Yeah. And naturally, as you said, like the human mind is very, very subjective. If you're told as a child, oh, by the way, 
some shadow people live in that mountain they wear fedora hats and they have canes don't look at them then what, <laughs> I, I don't know about you but I'm like I'm gonna go for, I'm gonna go find one of those yeah like you would want to go and find and you would be looking for anything which looked remotely like a fedora wearing cane wielding shadow man in order to, to go home like mama mama look and like <laughs> I don't know why I put I love that voice a voice <laughs> Mama, look, I found one. I mean, I just, I feel like it is definitely something which people can kind of incept into your brain, you know, um, as as is true for most ghost stories, yeah. like how Slenderman was like an internet hoax. Yeah, it's a creepypasta. Yes, but then everyone was like, oh yeah, Slenderman. Everyone was obsessed with it. Yeah. People believed in it as well. You know, and attempted um, to sacrifice their friends to Slenderman. Yeah, fuck. yeah that's I true. mean, it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. I mean, humans are absolutely strange, and we and we would rather believe anything than oh, it's my shadow. <laughs> like, I agree with you that I do think that it's um that especially the rocks, mm. like any shadow cast on them or cast by them. Like the texture of the rocks might sort of look a bit like human features yeah i just i'm sorry i really cannot get over the the idea of like i can't think of, of an outfit which is less scary than a fedora and a cane <laughs> like if a ghost was wearing that i would bully the ghost i'd be like what what are you what are you doing like you get to look like this forever couldn't you pick a better outfit you know? <laughs> okay so Thank you guys. Thank for you us. very much for joining us, and we hope to have you back for next week's episode. Woo. Woo. Oh my god, we're nearly at 30 episodes. We should do something really fun for our 30th episode. Mm. What um, do you think we should do? Give us some suggestions in the. Yes. In, send us a message or an email. Yes. Maybe if you guys have any like of your own stories, we could read out. We could do like a big. Um, like a big. Th- 30 episode sort of story reading of anything you guys wish to tell us yeah um, we do well, I've already got um, like a, coll- a collection of oh yeah people can listen more of to that. stories but then I wasn't sure if I, we wanted to do listener episodes but I don't really have time to do listener episodes at the moment I think it would be easier um, if we just did like a bunch of those on the 30th Mm. but then most most podcasts do listener episodes separately from their main episodes i don't want i don't want people to get upset that there isn't like a proper Um, episode it's just people's stories um okay yeah but i think people still well we'll think yes i mean one um, day your stories will be read out on the podcast yes we promise we're keeping them nice and safe they haven't Mm -hmm. gone into the wind no Anyway, yeah, I think that's it from me. I'll be quiet now. <laughs> Aww. So thank you, everyone, for joining us today. We hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much, everybody. And we hope to see you again for next week's episode. If you want to get in touch for any reason, just to say hello or to send us a story of your own true paranormal or spooky experience, please email us at spookygirlspodcast at gmail.com and also make sure to like and follow our Spooky Girls Facebook page as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also check us out on Twitter at Spooky Girls Pod 
and on Instagram at Spooky Girls Podcast. If you want to support us further, then you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash spookygirls. And from as little as $2 a month, you gain access to bonus episodes and other awesome content that we have planned for the future. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you all next time. Stay spooky! Goodbye! Bye-bye! Stop. Stop.